Hi, and welcome to another moment with Norma. Well, my listeners, today I'm doing something a little bit different uh, with moments with me. I have got here a really great friend and colleague, and at the moment I'm actually um, doing a facial. Um, as some of you may know that I might have mentioned, that I am a skincare specialist and uh, I have been in the beauty business now for 47 years. And so usually when I have one of my clients or friends or colleagues on my on the couch here with me, um, we talk about different things. This is how I help to motivate and stimulate myself in the different conversations that we have. And we talk about many different subjects. Uh, this is where it's like the barbershop chair. We fix <laughs> the world and we make it right. And uh, my good friend here and colleagues, Jennifer Cynthia, she's a great hairdresser. And she's also a wonderful um, uh, YouTuber and uh, fashion and uh, relationship you know Jen just dives into most of the things that we dive into because isn't it true Jen as a therapist that's what we are we do hairdressing mm -hmm. um, doing skincare when the client sits in your chair what do you get you get all the secrets you get Definitely. all the the relationship counseling and the boyfriend problems and 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 so it's the same thing for me as well and so um, you very well understand the process of what we do. We're not just um, sharing our gifts as a good skincare specialist or a good hairdresser. Um, we are really um, the therapist. And I think a lot of clients, they come and they visit us. Um, yes, we're good at what we do, but the larger percent of what they come for is not just to feel good on the outside, uh, but to feel good on the inside. Because by the time they go... Um, they've shared something, we've actually, you know, fixed it on the outside. Mm -hmm. and we also end up fixing the inside by some of the we experience. An yeah, and, um, and sometimes people just also just want us to listen, isn't mm -hmm. it? And also know that their um, issue is not going to go anywhere. So we do carry big responsibility of confidentiality as well mm -hmm. around our business that we're not going to um, take it and, and spread their name and even if we use their experience as a reference to something else um, we know that we can't share you know where you know who that person is that discussed that with us or where we got it from mm -hmm. so um welcome Jen Hi. you're on my bed today and I'm cleaning yeah <laughs> So this is a kind of a different podcast than I normally do. And as I did say in my introductory podcast, that I'm going to kind of mix it up sometimes. Um, if I can get a guest to come on, um, you know, I will do that. And if not, I'll just, um, you know, do as I've been doing and uh, sharing my moments any and which way I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're just going to listen to us really just rapping and fixing the world. <laughs> and uh, trying to yeah trying to and i and i think jen had done a couple of um youtube videos didn't you jen yeah around yes. relationships and um boyfriend um issues and stuff like that so you know do you want to sort of uh, say anything about about that yes yeah, so my last two videos sorry i'm just coming up 
Yeah, so my last two videos were um, centered around relationships. Um, two of them were about the time when I caught my ex cheating and how I overcame that. And then my last video is um, where I'm talking about how to leave a relationship when you're unhappy. So Norma hit me up and was like, let's talk about this further. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, since the videos, I have had a few questions from people asking, you know, how I overcame those situations. And also, um, additionally, why do you, I think men play games? Mm. Yeah. And, and I think also as well, um, when you did the, the first video, a lot of um, women were criticising you that you shouldn't really have done that video, have yeah. your business out there. And um, for me, um, I thought it was really a great thing because I think, you know, one of the things that I have said on my video is that I want to be authentic about the things that I do. And I think that's what happens to us women. We are not authentic. We're pretending we're this when mm -hmm. we're not. And it's the authism, authentic, uh, being authentic is really the most important thing in life. Um, if you paint it red and say, did you see it? Did you see it? Yes, now get over it, let's move on. Mm. And because these are the things that's made me who I am now. And I think it's very important that we do share because I think there's also a lot of people, lots of young people. Who can relate. Yeah, and they think they're the only ones that is going through uh, certain things and they also feel shame mm -hmm. um, when they've done things and think that people are going to judge them and you know call them names and or uh, you know put labels on them yeah and I think this is a big problem that's going out in, in the world today when people do do things and uh, they're trying to be authentic um, they get labeled and if you're not strong enough to overcome that um, and um, you know say hey you get over it because I've gotten over it. You yeah. know, it, it, um, it is really important. And that was the point of yeah. the videos. It was yeah. to encourage to someone encourage. who might have gone through or is going through yeah. something. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And so um, you had a little bit of um, backlash mm -hmm. from one and two people, but I know that you're a strong girl. And even from him. Yeah, from <laughs> him. Yes, yes. Of you course, know. he doesn't want his business out there because yeah. your friends knew who he was. And uh, the way that he behaved was not correct. Um, and a lot of men are out there behaving in that way. They're all, you know... Um, very narcissistic. Yeah, it, it is very narcissistical behaviour. They, um, it, It's about the way that they are surviving. It's mm -hmm. their survival skills. A lot of men um, sometimes don't have the confidence to go out there and to um, deal with... Um, conflicts and issues around their work around their jobs and they can't get the jobs that they want that they can really um excel in and yeah. flourishing to so get the things so they do take <laughs> it and and mm -hmm. and i think we as women we've come a long way uh we've come from being the timid housewife at home looking after babies mm. and we can go out there and we can stay the course. We can, you know, cope with the challenges. A lot of us can do that. Not all women, but uh, the majority of us women, we're very good. And when we fall in love and we have um, 
the man. Sometimes we're the ones who literally have to take the lead uh, because they don't seem to have the same uh, confidence level yeah. as, as, as we do uh, to deal with life. So, yeah, um, it's all about their hunting skills, isn't it? Don't you think um, yeah. they, 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 go, they find a woman and they look at what you have. This is what most men do. And they all <laughs> seem to be coming from the same Programmed. page. Yeah, they, they, they've got a book that we're not entitled to read. Um, but there is a book issue, a new handbook out there for men. That they all seem that to they memorize. All, yes, uh, it's a, some secret thing is going on out there. And they have this book and they all are players. They're all sort of, uh, you know, doing this playing thing now. They look as if they're not players. But then when you get into the relationship with them, you realize that they are players and that they are looking at you to be the main breadwinners and the money that they make or if they make any elsewhere, um, you don't know what they do with it. This is why but we don't have to be wise. But they're happy to, to be spending yours. They want to come and live at your house. You know, you're paying the bills. You're this, you're that. And their money, you can't see where it's gone. Mm -mm. Yeah, and, and, and they're not helping you to, to support you and your kids. Um, so a lot of them seems to be doing that. And so I think nowadays the, the hunter-gathering, um, you know, sort of a thing that men used to be... Um, it's, it's changed. It's a, a role reversal. Basically, we're the ones that are the hunter-gatherers and they seem to be um, looking at us to share the spoils of our labours with them. And what's funny about that mm. is when a woman wants a man who's more hunter-gathering, mm. who, who provides, who is the man, mm. she's labelled. She's yes. a gold digger. She wants yeah. too much. She yeah. doesn't want to work. She's yeah. lazy. Yeah, yeah. But that's not in our it's not in our nature to be working. We're not supposed to be building blocks and bricks together mm. and putting things together. That's a man's job. The mm. woman's job is to look after her home and herself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the children, if mm. any. Yes, and that role is definitely um changed. But do you think we women are responsible for that role uh changing? Because I really do um think that we are also partly responsible for it. Um, because we want independence? I don't think it's because we want um, so much independence, but I, I think it's because um, we don't value ourselves mm -hmm. and we also have low self-esteem. Yeah, definitely. And um, it comes from a place of not valuing yourself, having low self-esteem, and secretly we're only confident because we have a man and... It looks as mm. if we're also confident because, you know, he's the one. It's all very pretentious. I think there's a lot of pretending going on um, between um, the relationships of male and female. It's interesting. I don't think, we're, true. I don't think we're all being true mm. um, to ourselves and who we are and who we really are. I think, I think men are always true to themselves. Mm. If they are not... Okay, so a man, like you said before, a man will look at a woman mm. and decide what he wants from that woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if he he if he wants a woman who is a beauty queen, mm -hmm. who in his eyes is a beauty queen, yeah. he's not going to settle. And if he settles, the minute he finds the girl that is that beauty queen that he mm. wants, he's gone. Mm. Whereas with women, we we are the ones who 
will go for a guy who's not necessarily our type. Mm. He may not have his life where we want him to be at in terms of finances. Mm. He might even be ugly looking, for example, but we compromise. Yeah. And then what happens is we get hurt from compromising. Yeah. That comes from a place of low self-esteem. Mm. Whereas when you have high self-esteem, you're less likely to accept certain things. Mm. You'd rather be single than mm. make a decision based on, you know, uh, your esteem and your confidence levels. You know, if you're feeling really, really confident within yourself, and you're feeling and your self-esteem is high, you're going to choose a man that matches that or higher. You're not going to go for a guy who's going to come in and use you for stuff. And, um, but again, that comes from experience. You have to go through it. To yeah, that. you have to. You have yeah, to. Yeah. And I think it, because of what I've been through, I'm able to be... Able to speak from to that. To speak from that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all have to go through that. And the thing in life is, um, we all want something from each other, don't we? It's not just love yeah. that we want from that person that we're with. Um, we all want something. Um, I remember when I was much younger, um, I knew that I wanted to be successful um, within um, the, even if it was in the entertainment business or, you know, um, any, any, any kind of work that was going to um, highlight me, you know. Mm. And in those days when I was um, young, um, black women never had the opportunities um, that we have now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it meant that I had to go out and I had to date a lot of white men, whether it was undercover or not undercover, um, just to get where I want to get because they were the ones who, who had the, the jobs, the money, connections. the connections, the position. They were the ones that could put you where you need to be. And so I know that I used to date a lot of them purely because of that. Not much has changed. Not much has changed. It hasn't changed. But what has changed, um, you know, um, is that we black women now have the opportunity uh, to get a good job, you know, to get degrees, um, to work in good environments and also to make money. It doesn't matter where we're making money from, but we black women have a better chance of making money more so as well than our black men yeah you know what i'm saying and uh, you know the the, the the black men who have an opportunity to make money sometimes it is not in the right way some of them are just on the streets making money or they're making money now a lot in the music business or they're making money um you know in technology a lot of them have gone into so you know the, the, the world has opened up to all of us now. And when the black men do make money, mm. and I'm going to say this because we are black, yeah. we say this, yeah. right? When the black men do make money, they end up not going for a black woman. Yes, that's true. That's the thing. So They don't bring us up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They, you know, I'm not saying all black men because there will be some that do, but majority of the majority, time, what we yeah. see on social media, what we see on the TV, definitely with a rich well-to-do black man he's not going for black the closest he will go for in terms of black is mixed race right right and so i think we have to come to a place where as women we're not just limiting ourselves because we will support our black men Mm. regardless oh yeah i want a strong black man he has Mm. to have this he has to have Mm -hmm. that but is he saying the same about you no he's not he's not trying to go for you so 
we need to open up our eyes and be open to dating other races as well. Mm -hmm. Well, um, that's true. And I'm not going to say anything about it because, as I said, for me, uh, where I've gotten to in my life um, was because I was brave enough in those days when racism was at its peak. Hmm. You know, um, uh, the, 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 the white man used to call us a bit of fluff, um, you know, Brillo pad, all kind of different stuff we used to get called. Um, but I still took my chances and I went and I dated and had white men who had serious money um, because I wanted to get into that position. I wanted to move forward. Mm. So I've used it a lot to get into the land upon, you know, the ladder of where I am today. One of the things that, and, and, and during that process, when I was doing it, I started disliking black men because mm. I felt as if, you know, I'm a black woman. You're supposed to be there doing it and helping me to get to the top. Why are you allowing me to, in, in, in a way, I kept thinking of it like, you send me into the enemy's camp by myself without <laughs> protection because I'm going into the enemy's camp now to get what I want. Mm. And I should be getting, you should be the one that should be doing that, you know, for me. You should be the one that is, you know, um, doing what the white man was doing for me. And I started being resentful um, against our black men. And for a period of time, I never liked black men. But the funny thing is, the men that I seriously fell in love with, Jen, they're all black. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can count them all on one, one on my one hands. The, the men that have, have really um have fallen in love with and, ha and had long term relationships with, or even mm -hmm. had my son with, um, all these men were black. Yeah. Um. So I went through a process, um, and when I did um sort of uh, have all these wealthy white men, I knew those um, kind of relationships would have their price. There's a price you pay for everything that you do in life. Mm. And I felt that I didn't want to pay that price. Mm. And I always make sure that when I come away from these relationships with these white guys, that I didn't come away with ev any evidence. And that evidence was having a mixed race child. Okay. And I did not want to come out of any of those relationships with a mixed race Why? child. Because that was the evidence. Because really deep, deep down, I loved my own black men. And I loved me. But because I wanted so much to have that money, to have that career, to have the, the wealth, and to change life, not just my life. What I did not just only change my life. It also changed black women's life to be in jobs um, you know, when you, when we had to work in retail, um, and when I go around to all these big department stores now, and I see all these black girls looking really, I thought to myself, if you only knew what I had to do, yeah, to get a retail job, to get that job, to be the first one to get that retail job for them to now start employing black women and, the abuse that I went through. What did you have to do? Um, the struggle that I had to go through to get that. We weren't allowed to be um, shop assistants because the, in those times they would say that, um, you know, the black is going to come off on their hands wow. if you serve them. So we could not get into retail. 
And funnily enough, the, 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 the few people that helped me to get into um, retail and even to become the first black beauty consultants or one of the first, I'm not going to say that I am because I don't know whether there was somebody else in London on the same journey as me. Um, but I know in the big city of Birmingham and where racism was really, really, uh, it's black country um, area, was really hot. Um, you know, they used to um, do stuff like put um, petrol bombs into our homes, burn down the Indian mm -hmm. man's shop. Um, there's lots of um, black um, women and, and men who were children and you see them walking around from fires that somebody had tried to burn the house down or, you know, there were some that got burnt because we were using um, paraffin eaters and stuff like that. But some of it was also from other fires and the teddy boys and the skinheads. And these are some of the reasons why the gangs were created. The gang culture has changed now um, to be about drugs and, and weapons and, and mm. um, stealing and different stuff like that. But when we um, were um, in those 60s, um, the 50s, um, the gangs were all about our protection because we mm. couldn't walk by ourselves. I spent all my time at school fighting. Mm -mm. You know, I never learned anything much at school because it was fighting. I, I remember one of the last mm. fights we had, um, one of the girls' um, boyfriend, because it was a girls' and a boys' school, and, but we were separated. And um, when we had a, a playtime, there was a fight set up for us to have a fight with this white girl who thought, yeah, yeah, I'm the cock of the school, because that's how they used to call it. I'm the cock, you know? And um, and she got her boyfriend to come over to fight us. And we ended, and, and he came with a knife. And he was, he tried to stab my girlfriend. And luckily she was as tall as him. And all of us that were a little bit and small, you know, somebody hanged on to his private bit. Somebody was biting him on his leg. Somebody bit him in his back. And there was about six of us black girls in the school. And we all, you know, had to um, defend ourselves. And so we went round in groups. You can call it gangs. And that's how we really started out um, purely as a protection um, rather than it be what it is today. So um, getting into retail um, was a very challenging thing for me. I started out in the office and that was also something that was never had. So when I got an office job, oh my God, it was like gold. And then I um, moved into retail and I used to work in a retail shop called Chelsea Girls. And that shop um, is now called River Island. Mm. And it was like the Primark of today because mm. River Island used to be um, called Chelsea Girl and it was mm. the, it, it, it is now Primark, the same thing. And so we worked there and um, from there I worked for another private boutique and uh, got so into... So you had Primark back then as well? We never had Primark, we had Chelsea Girls. Okay. And Chelsea Girls ended up turning into River Island, that's who oh, it I used see to what be, yes. And now, the, and then Primark has taken over, but but that's how it used to be. Um, just the same. Oh, I mean, you say Primark the way, yeah. the way it's big. Yes, the it's, way it's selling cheap so clothes. So Chelsea Girls was big, like yeah, that it was okay. big. It was disposable clothes. Everybody would go in just like they're disposable doing Primark. Clothes. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you, you know, they're cheap. Primark, you can only wash it where yeah, it's. Yeah, they're disposable so clothes. Yeah, and so Chelsea Girl um, 
did that. Um, they were the Primarch of our days. And now they're called River Island because they've decided to go hot market and uh, their clothes is a little bit of a better quality now, isn't it? Yeah, it River was. Island. Yeah, River better. Island. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we worked there. And um, from there, I knew that I wanted to get into the, the beauty business. But it was how was I going to do that? How yeah. they never they would never consider employing a, a black woman in the beauty business, and so I ended up um, sort of uh, getting a job to work with 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 the department store Boots at the time, and they managed to um, sort of uh, I was working on on the prescription, giving that taking out. Uh, giving out prescriptions and taking in the prescription and selling aspirins and all mm. those kind of stuff. Um, and for me, on my journey, there's always been wonderful white angels um, that have been on my journey. And they, once I told them what I wanted to do and would they help me, and I got really lots of love and support from these white angels. Mm. But even though I had these love and support, there was many other um, white angels that were like, no, 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 you know, mm. and, and, and gave us a hard time. And we had, so oh, yeah. Was it blatant in your face? Oh like, God, yeah. yes, absolutely. Every yeah. day it was blatant. And I think because I work from home, I'm yeah. ne I've never really experienced racism. Well, you're so much younger than me now, Jen. <laughs> um, you know. No, but there's people who are experiencing it in the office. Yeah, but I'm talking about people nowadays don't have to tolerate racism. Yeah, you don't. Because when we, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about 46, 47 years ago, um, and it seems like only yesterday, and it seems like a long way away too, but in those times, um, racism, as I said, we were not allowed to do these jobs. Yeah. And to get to do that job as a, as a, as a, as a black woman, um, you had to jump through lots of hoops, you had to... Um, you know, almost become a white person in a black person's body, mm. almost like a coconut, if you wanna, if you wanna <laughs> say that word, because that's how it it would be like. You have to become one of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so for me, um, you know, I've had to um, experience that journey, and that's who makes me now. And so when I dated a lot of um, white men who could put me into positions as well, as I say, when I came out of those relationships, I never wanted to come back with the evidence because deep down in my heart, I knew that I still, I, yeah, I, I was, and I, and I still loved my black men. And I felt, well, okay, if you don't have the confidence to go out and get me what I wanted and I thought they should be up there fighting and doing what they need to do to put us there. You know, but if you haven't got the confidence, I felt like, okay, well, I'll go be the hunter-gatherer mm. and I'll go in and get it and I'll make those changes. That's what a lot of black women are doing. And this is it. And, and it's crazy because they're becoming better than the men. They're coming better at it than, uh, yeah. And I think... So what, then we become intimidating to the men now because yeah, we're doing better. We are, yeah, we are. <laughs> and I think with our black men, um, they just think, well, if... Just like how we're thinking, if only I can find a rich man. Most of the black man's thought is, if only I could find a rich woman. Really? A woman that can help me to front up the lifestyle, 
that I want to live. You know, the nice BMW. So there are male gold nice, diggers too. Absolutely. <laughs> I and think I, there's more male and I there's think, more men who know how to go dig than women. Women okay, are not ah, really doing it. We're the givers. We are we? the givers. And that's they're what, the ones who are taking. And that's where we all get caught out. Because they have already radared in and seen you and they're looking at you thinking, she Yeah, she looks rich. <laughs> because you're presenting that outer richness, mm. aren't you? In the way that you dress, in the way that you know they might see you jumping a That's car. That's where you got to be ten steps ahead. <laughs> the thing with me is, I sniff that kind of guy out, and he ain't gonna get anything from me. <laughs> well, you've had the experience, so hmm. of course you're gonna um, work from your experience. But a lot of girls out there, they're very, very much they they're in such a bubble. I think women are just going for looks now, isn't it? So yeah, they see the, this pretty boy. And he'll come into their life and he'll just take anything well, and from he, them. And, and you know what they do? And they will allow him to, really. What they do as well, they're going to have this facade. They will have a nice um, set of designer clothes. The that, men? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they look like they and have, they and, yeah. and they'll have a nice set of shoes. This is why I don't go and for they... swagger. This is what's happened <laughs> off. It makes you go for the wrong thing. The guy's swaggered out. In his rental that he can't even afford. And, and the car, yeah. Meanwhile, and he's he's sleeping in his mum's house. Yes, and so they... Claiming job seekers are like... Oh, not just in their mum's house, but they may be sleeping in another woman's house. Right. And you don't even know about the other that, woman. That is where most of them are. Most of them are not even in mum's house. They're in the baby mum's house. They're in some <laughs> baby mum's house or some woman who has allowed them into mm. um, her life. Um, because um, she can't believe that, oh, my God, I've got this good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Boy. Oh, my God, I can't believe that he likes me. And she will spend all her time even trying so much more harder to keep this man to keep this man by fixing up herself, spending all the money on her nails, spending the money on her hair. And what's know, he doing to keep you? And, and, and you know, <laughs> this is it. It's nothing. You know? And until we go through these experiences, and, and, and then when you really realize and find out that he's probably got not just got you, he's got the baby mom, and he's probably got seven other women. And by then, it's too late for the woman. And by then, if you are bought, yeah, and by then, your emotions are so bought into this person. Mm-hmm. It's bought into this relationship so much. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking, well, I love him so much. How am I going to get rid of him? And if I get rid of him, I can't. Because sometimes they have you locked into them so much. And what they sometimes do to make you locked into them, apart from the financial commitment that they get you into to play the game, they also start breaking down your confidence level even more. so you don't feel good enough to me. They start devaluing you even Mm -hmm. more. And when they start calling you the names, one of them could be simple things like, oh, you're stupid. Why are you such a stupid woman? And then it might go from being a stupid woman by, look at your ugly face, you know, and they'll pick something that they know that you haven't got much confidence about. And play on that. And they'll play on that. And they'll play on other things. They do it and, also through their actions. And by their cheating, actions. Yes, yes, know, yes. By yes. doing things to make you feel insecure. Insecure. Yeah. And once you're locked in, in energy-wise into this person, and, and, and another thing that locks us women into men's energy... Um, is and sex. Is sex. <laughs> 
Is that what you used to say? You know, you know, Jen, it's the sex that locks you in. And what do we women go for? We want a man that we think has a big penis. His Mm. penis has to be right. And if this man come with his big penis, I'm not saying that all men with big penis can have good sex with you. Sometimes they're the ones who can't even use it. They have it and they can't even use it, right? But, you know, if he's got the right um, sexual um, uh, technique, because that's what it is. Sex is a technique. Sex is a fantasy and sex is a technique. And if they've got the right technique, and you really are having that ultimate orgasm from them um, because you can love a man, you can love him deeply, but it doesn't mean to say that he's going to have the right technique to make you have a a climax. Mm. And that in itself is a reason also why some women do cheat because because your energy is very much loving that man, but you're not sexually... Um, satisfied and you may walk down the street and or work or something like that and you may see somebody that seems to move your um, sexual energy and you do take a chance and you have some sex with him and you're thinking Jesus and he moves the mountain so yeah it's true (laughs) it moves the mountain mountain. (laughs) because even and, and, and it just depends because I know when I first you know started realizing and being more in touch with my sexual energy, the men who I fell in love with were never necessarily the men that I had good sex with or had orgasm with. But I know the type of men that I would have an orgasm with would be the guys that I have no emotional involvement with because for me, that was my protectiveness. That was my shield. Never give 100% to the guy that you fall in love with. And the 100% is when you connect with them sexually and you can have that orgasm. So he would have all the love and everything that I can give him. But I would be cheating because he's not giving me the orgasm. And I would go and find the guy that I had no um, emotional tie to. But he was my type of guy. Mm. Um, You know, I I had a, a type of guy that I would go for to have that sexual tension release. And I would go and I would do it. When it's over and it's done, bye. Don't even tell anybody yeah. that I had sex with you. I'm not interested. And I think some a lot of women are getting into that mode now. Yes. Where my angle with sex, I think now I'm coming from a place where I don't believe women should give themselves sexually until they feel they're getting everything they need from mm. a man. Mm. So whether it be when you're married, like personally mm. within marriage, you're mm. most likely to get everything you need. Mm. And, um, of course, it depends on the kind of guy you marry. But the kind of guy I want to marry, I think... But how are you going to know that he's giving you all the sex? How can you say that? No, it's not about the sex for me anymore. I mean, but, but I mean, have you had those orgasmic experiences? you... uh, Yes. But I think you experience it more from a man you respect. And how are you going to respect a man if he's not providing everything you need? Do you know what I mean? I feel like... So you think that if he provides everything you need, you're going to have an orgasm with him? Because Most probably. But some women, they it's the women who feel like they can get orgasms from just any guy or, you know, a guy that they're in a sexual relationship with, maybe there's something they're chasing. Like maybe he's edgy or he's, you know, he's hood and he's a street guy. And that is what's turning them on. 
you know what I mean? There's different things that turn people So on. you mean the fantasy? I just think I can't that. look at a guy and get turned on because he's a pretty boy or mm. because he looks mm. like a model. What can you do for me? What are you doing for me? That's that's where I'm at now. And mm. it sounds stupid, but I'd pick a successful man who's rubbish in bed over a guy who's amazing in bed and just pretty looking and just sitting there looking pretty. But that, that, than me that, even. That, that, that too can also be a very dangerous thing. Um, Jen, just to pick a man uh, to marry him. I mean, when I met my now partner that I've been in for the last 20 years, I fell in love with him. But I decided that, you know, sometimes when you fall in love for the very, very first time with a man um, and you have the sex with him, the sex is brilliant and you do end up sometime having that orgasm. And then after that, the orgasm goes and you never have another orgasm with that man again. Um, but I decided that when I met this um, young man, that I was going to um, not um, uh, have my protection, have my guard up where I give him 90% and then the 10% I would keep for myself so I could go out and cheat and cheat you and cheat. You know what you said to me one day about that? Mm. You said that if you trust a guy, mm-hmm. you're more likely to orgasm than if if you um, have any hang-ups. Yes, it. trusting about the sexual. Okay. Yeah, it was trusting about the, the sex. Because with me and this um, person that I fell in love with for the last 20 years, I decided that what I was going to do, I was not going to love him for the good things that he was showing me. Because you remember when somebody first go into a relationship, they show you the best side of them. Yeah. They tell you all the lies. They, they they planned all what they're going to tell you so that they can get you and they draw you in and you fall in love with this person. And then maybe five weeks later, ten weeks later, ten years later, five years later, uh, six months later, yeah, whatever it takes, you're going to find out you are not the person that I fell in love with because then they start becoming their real self. So I decided I was never going to fall in love with this guy for the good that he was. I was going to fall in love with him for all the bad things that he was. So tell me exactly what it is that you do. You know, how many so you know how many for. children do you have? How many women do you have? Because I knew he was a player. And how many how am I going to fit into all the other women that you have? You know, you understand me? Yeah, but then... And I made those choices and I fell in love with him there. When I fell in love with him there, I decided I'm going to give myself to him as well, not just on that first night. And it was such a wonderful experience. I have never felt an orgasmic uh, uh, situation where you're in love with the person Mm. and having the orgasm at the same time. Because remember, up to this point, my protective mode was, I love you, but you're not taking all of me, which was my sexual creative energy. I would go out and give it to somebody else that I wasn't in love with. Mm. And now for the first time, I'm giving all that I have to this person. And because I did, I got so locked into him now that for me, um, I don't feel as if I need to be running here and there trying to have sexual experience anymore. I have a question for you. Go ahead. So how can one have high self-esteem and accept a man? in a situation like that so a man who has all these women 
habits? Like, how do you that's truly one... have self-esteem and say, okay, I'm going to accept this guy? That's wonderful question that you've asked, Jen. And because I decided and I made that decision mentally in my head before I went into this relationship with him, and it's a little bit more deeper than that, um, deeper in the fact that um, I knew that I had to go into a relationship with this man from a spiritual point of view. So leading up to that, and then I got into the relationship, I made up my mind that I wasn't going to do it like I did all the other relationship. It was loving this man for who he really was okay. or his. And whatever so not creating this not creating, of a perfect guy. And whatever and he getting absolutely whatever he was operating on. And I knew he was not operating on the good side of himself. Mm-hmm. I knew he was operating on the um selfish the side. selfish side. <laughs> The egotistic side. He was operating on this um, not, oops, not not narcissistical behavior side. I knew he was operating there, and because I had gone through many relationships and many experiences up to this point, I also used to operate on the same way that he was operating. Okay. But I decided that I wanted to transform myself. Mm-hmm. And through that transformation, I decided not to operate on the back side of the mirror, but on the front side of the mirror, that place where I was operating of joy, of love, of good, and learning to find happiness within myself and not in this person. Because I knew that this person or nothing or anyone up to this point could not bring me. So I was on this um, uh, uh, journey of so self-discovery. Absolutely. And I went on this journey and when he came into my life, I was already deep set in a spiritual journey of self-discovery, of being open and honest about more, where I am, where I've been, what makes me what I am, having that confidence that I do have and knowing that um, this person can't bring me what I need. Mm. Yeah. And so it was okay. And I, and I just allowed this relationship to teach me even more. And during this relationship, every relationship that I made a mistake in, every relationship that I had issues with that I ran away from, that I didn't solve it, that I didn't understand, it <laughs> it, he was the perfect devil's advocate for me. And when you're in love with someone and they are your devil's advocate, you can learn so much because I had to learn. Yeah. How am I going to respond to this person? Yeah, yeah. Relationships do teach How am I going? Because whatever he was playing was played by all the other men that not I've loved <laughs> and times a million, not times 10, <laughs> times million. You understand me? And I had to think, well, how am I going to respond to it? And you know, because I loved myself and because I started falling in love with Norma and knowing that I have to have that love within me, that mm. love has to come from within me. It's not outside of anything. It's not in anyone. It's not in any money. It's not in anything. Everything is me. I'm this energetic, physical, energetic being having this, uh, you know, experience. And from the energetic being that me, you, God, the bed you're lying on, everything, it's all love. 
And if we can operate on those things, it doesn't matter what he wants to do. I don't like his behavior, but I love his spirit. And I love that, uh, you know, and, and, and I love that spirit of who he is. And if he didn't behave the way that he behaved, yeah. I wouldn't know what good is. Yeah. I would not know how to love. And many women are seeking that perfect and And there's no perfect There is. They all have something, and we all have things in us. Absolutely. And I'm sure he's got lots of things that he can say about me. Some of them, at least he's showing you who he is. Some of these men will never show you who they really are. No, because you never, you know what? if you find out, you kill yourself. Of course. And that's because (laughs) I allowed him to be himself. Because when we had, I remember having that first conversation with him, because I'd met him, and I knew him from he was a little boy. And then I've gone off on my travels all over the world and you try to find love, this, that, and to realize that I came back to the place where I knew this little boy, um, where I started. And he was the man that I had to be with mm-hmm. um, to, to teach me and to go to that um, finishing school that I need to go to in life mm-hmm. and uh, bring all the experience together for me. And um, that first uh, conversation that I had with him was a very interesting conversation because when he called me, I remember the Sunday night and that was when mobile phones uh, was just coming out, you know, and I never had a mobile phone. So I had to run back to my office uh, to wait for him to call. And the first thing that I said to him, who do you think I am in your life? You know, do you think that we've had this relationship before? And who do you think I was? And I knew what I wanted him to say because I already knew. And it was just a matter of confirming. And he said to me, um, you were my mother and you're never going to leave me this time. This time on this journey, you're not going to leave me. And that was confirming what I knew. Because when I, um, you know, uh, God, spirit, universe, whatever label you as listener or you Jen want to put on it <laughs> when that awareness came to me and I had to step into this relationship with this young man I cried for three months and I said God why would you want to put me into this I was already in love with somebody else at the time mm. yes I, mean, I was on a journey with somebody else I was in love and on this journey I was like, God, why do you want to put me here now? Why? And I pleaded and I begged him to to not. But the more I resisted, it was the more it got stronger. The more the passion and the need to be in this relationship with this um, young man got stronger. So when he actually said what he said, I already knew who I was to him. And when he confirmed it and I decided, okay, uh, what we're going to do now in life, you have to have someone. And this is something that I teach my son. Son, I'm your mother. There has to be somebody that you never, ever tell lie to because all men are born liars. Lying is a gift that every man comes into this world. It is a spiritual gift. We may laugh at it, but it's one that is protective and it is one that will protect them and they all have it. Unfortunately, listeners, you might hear a little bit of interfering in our recording today because we're in um, my um, skincare room and somebody seems to be 
uh, having a drill out on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so you might hear a little bit of um, drilling coming in on our, on our recording um, today. But um, I always say to my son, you know, there, there has to be someone that you don't lie to. Because when I need to protect you as a mother, yeah, because you've done something and I'm going to lie for you, I want to know why my neck is going to be a chicken in a basket <laughs> when it gets guillotined and cut off, yeah, because I've lied for you. I want to know the truth when I'm lying for you. And so I said to him, you know, um, I'm going to be that person in your life that you do not lie to because we all need to um, confess your sins, however you want to call it, go to the priest, confess your sins, whatever it is. You need that outlet, outlet yeah, where to, you can express who you to really are. express who you really are. And yeah. I said to him, I'm going to be that for you. So, you know, you need to make sure that as of today, I will be that person and do not lie to me. I don't, your son. I know I said oh, that sorry. to my partner okay. and I said, it doesn't matter what it is. Just be honest. Let me know the truth and give me the choice because you know why? When you tell the truth and, and we're all adults now, mm. when you tell me and be honest to me, you know what? It gives me choice. That's true. And I can choose what I'm going to do with it, whether I'm going to go with the flow with you or I'm going to say no. But if you lie to me, then you've yeah. actually taken away my choice. Yeah. And I think that's why us as women, we do not like it when men lie to us and they yeah. come with all this lie. It is their defense mechanism. Yeah. And sometimes they do because they're trying to um, uh, 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 sort of uh, protect our feelings yeah. Because they know how we're going to feel from it, and they yeah, don't I think want when to. When a man really cares about a woman, he lies yeah, more. Yeah, he lies he, more. He tells the truth to the woman. Yeah, yeah. He knows he can get away with it. Yeah. So I, I had to build up, and and that's how we've started our relationship by him being open and honest, and always giving me that choice. Yeah. Uh, to choose for myself, and the relationship has functioned and worked very well in the twenty years because of how. The foundation was built. How has he changed, do you think, in 20 years? Um, he's changed. He was, um, how old did he met you? I met him when he was in his 30s. Okay. And we're... You're older than I'm seven years older, so I'm in my 60s. He's in his um, um, late, late 50s. And so um, the relationship has become a lot more loving. And you think to yourself, how can, it, how can you love more with this person? And I think... Um, the love has changed to, to be one of a deeper uh, mm -hmm. energy. Mm. And the connection is, is there. It's deep and it's very loving and it's still continue to be very open and honest and also allowing. Mm. I allow him to be him and he allows me to be me. And um, some of the foundations that we set down is like he'll say to me, although I'm a player, I don't want you to be, um, you know, there can, only, there can only be one player in the relationship. But if you... That's what a lot of men want. A lot of the men who are players want that. Yes. But he said to or me... But, they their match. But, but, but then he said to me, if you decide that you want to have any kind of sexual relationship with a man because you have a need, 
then as long as I don't know about it, because I'm very jealous and I haven't, he, he's very jealous. He doesn't know how to work on his jealousy where I've worked on my jealousy because that's part of our emotions that we need to get under control. Yeah. And this is what sends us out to do awful things, to kill people, to do yeah, mean and horrible things. Are so and it's, it's jealousy. We must remember it is not jealousy. It's hate. Yeah. It belongs. Yourself. It is hate. And so he will say to me, don't let me know. As long as you keep that as your business, as your secret, and I don't know about it, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm giving you that permission. Do not let me know. Um, and so this is how we've literally dealt with it. And I says, well, why is it that you would be so jealous? He says, because women cannot put relationships and things into compartment. Mm. And we as men, we can comp compartmentize things and that's how they this that's, yes, that's how they do it and he said if you went with another man and had sex with him and that sex is real sex out of that a lot of women think sex and love is the same thing and they start falling in love with the man because the man is holding them the sexual energy is holding them because we know that as we say the energy of sex is the strongest energy and so he said to me look i am that is the reason why I don't want to lose you. Yeah. And if you went with someone else and they, you know, you fell in love with them, not just fall in love, but sexually with them. That is one of the things that I'm afraid of. Really? But he can have all them women. He said because he, he, he goes with a woman and he doesn't have to have that same attachment. You see, we attach love and sex together. Oh, why? So I understand that because, and I understand that from my life that yeah. I used, that I used to live before. You understand? Yeah, and and and, and because I've been in this position where I'm attached to you, not because I love you, but I love the things that you're. I'm going to get from you, mm. and I can also um, have um, a good orgasm with you because I'm not attached to any of it, mm. and it's that attachment that creates the problem some of us but i think this 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 whole thing you know we've been on this podcast for 54 minutes and usually my wow. podcast are you gonna put the whole 54 minutes up i don't know how i'm gonna do this listener whether you need to have it all or do i need to I cut it just up. put it up because i'm gonna <laughs> cut that up they got bonus today it's a bonus today because usually time. usually my podcast now is like 15 minutes 20 minutes the most no, um and today. today we've had um a two people talk, so double travel. and absolutely <laughs> but i would like us on our next um uh, facial maybe to continue um, another podcast and talk about this because yeah. over the how, how long have I known you now for about 15 years has it been that it's long? been that long Jen yeah yeah because um, I, time when somebody mentioned something to me I think oh my god I can't remember what I mean how old is your daughter I can't even remember how, how old is your daughter now is gonna be four soon four Next soon month. and you can say well we're almost there. We could be saying 10 or 11 years we've known each other. 
um and yeah. time has gone really really quick sometimes we um don't even realize how time is um flying mm. look we've been on here for almost an hour that's how time is mm. and we've over the years we've had seen a lot <laughs> not just seen a lot but we've had some deep conversations yeah, haven't we, have. we? We have. um we've had this conversation before and i think every time we have this conversation it has a different flavour to it. Yeah, it has yeah, a different yeah. I feel meaning. like I hear something else from you. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, you know, you you have now come full circle where I remember when you first started out, it was when you first started dating guys. Yeah. Because you yeah, were brought up younger. in a you were brought up in a Christian environment and Very so strict. you had to go through that and then when you broke loose and decide that you were going to just ah but yeah but so you know what i'm saying I'm so joking. so look at it now you life know is, life is interesting you you're not the same as when I'm i met you i'm just thankful for my journey and i think i'm grateful with everything i've been Absolutely. through and i wouldn't change it i wouldn't change it for the world either yeah. and i think you of all the people that i know You've always been authentic. And a lot of your colleagues and friends and people that have around you... Yeah, have people that understand it. They've I'm never trained. liked it. I'm yeah. Trained. They've I'm never trained. liked you being authentic, being open and honest um, with yourself and just having your feelings out there. And I think that's why you've grown yeah. um, so much spiritually. That's why you've grown in self. Yeah. You've developed and you've made transformation. Um, and I really am very proud of you, Jen, because you know why I'm proud of you? Because I started um, on the journey with you when you were on this new transformation of getting to know Jen, who you are. And I hope that some of the things that we talked about, that I was able to inspire you and give you lots to go away and to think about and to become this great person um, who you um, transformed into and it and that's what life is about it's the transformation yeah because who we are yesterday is not who we are today who we are now in this very moment as we have this moment with me um is not going to be the same tomorrow mm. so jen thank you for sharing this moment with me i'm just um jenna's got her face mask on and i'm going to take it off and i'm going to give her a good massage and yeah. we probably continue this conversation together and definitely we'll be having you to um do another podcast when she comes again for another definitely. face show definitely, definitely. absolutely uh, so thank you for sharing this moment with me and thank you all for sharing this moment with norma thank you and grow into your greatness